Ron and Anian, send me the 17-digit VIN. I'm on vacation this week. I'll be bored so I can look up carports for you, and I'll send you back a report. What I did on my summer vacation. The first day of my vacation, I woke up. The Car Doctor. If this has a B1342 in the Keep Alive memory, this could very well be a bad instrument cluster causing the radio and power windows not to work. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines. Hello and welcome. 855-560-9900. That's the phone number. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. The website is cardoctorshow.com, and we're here to help you and solve your problems as we kick off this hour of the Car Doctor. And uh, don't forget to get out to the Car Doctor Facebook page, Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. I am uh, fired up and ready to go. <sighs> Gee, it was a nice week off. Um, I have to go back to work, though. I'm exhausted. Just, you know, the things you find to do on staycation. Um, I, I think I worked on cars eight days out of seven, if that's possible. Um, just doing things and finding things to do. And, uh, oh, yeah, I wonder how that worked. And, gee, I want to go back down to the shop and tinker with this. And, oh, gee, let me just look at that. And <clears throat> i got to go back to work. It's got to be easier than uh, trying to be on vacation. Good afternoon, Mr. Ray. How are you today, sir? Oh, tired. Yeah, I, uh, it looked like you were out late last night. Yes, yes. Uh, my son and I have a tradition uh, since he was 12. He's 30 now. We go to the Giants-Jets preseason game every year, and we took Tony with us this year. So you're the 12-year-old, and now he's the he's he's the adult. That's right. Yeah, that's the way it always works. So, um, yeah, I see Tony's among the missing today. That's okay. We uh, we we appreciate. Oh, I think he him. has whiplash. Yeah, it's yeah, probably. Well, between watching the game and the, and watching the ladies in the stands, I didn't know which way his head was turning. Yeah, well, and he got there late, from what I understand. Uh, yeah, thanks to the uh, lovely uh, Port Authority and the. Uh, MTA. That happens. That's a that's a New Jersey New York thing. So, but um, in any event, let's uh, let's kick the garage doors open. Let's go over and talk to Rachel in Indiana, 01 Mercedes ML three twenty. Rachel, welcome to the Car Doctor. How can I help? Good morning. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. What's going on? Well, I have a, a 2001 Mercedes, and when I'm driving or when I'm just trying to park, it gives me a lot of resistance when I try to turn right. It's worse if I. If I'm just trying to park or pull out of the garage, it doesn't it doesn't want to turn right. Okay. I it, checked the power steering fluid, and right. that's not it. It turns left just fine, too. Okay. Uh, how many miles are on this car? You know, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, I, don't, I don't have that number with me right now. 100,000, 200,000? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. High mileage car. <laughs> Um, high mileage car. So let, let's talk about this. Doesn't matter whether it's a Mercedes or a Chevrolet. It's it's you know the basic mechanics here are still the same. Uh, a power steering pump does not know direction. It doesn't know left or right. Okay. So that being said, it's still one of my concerns as as power steering pumps are an issue or known to be an issue on Benzes uh, of this vintage, particularly if the pump itself has yeah, if the pump is slightly low on output pressure, it can create an issue left or right, depending upon if there's another problem elsewhere. So that being said, you know, my and, and I should back up a second here. My first question is, are we sure the fluid is good? Is, is You've owned the car since new. You've owned the car a good long time, and the problem wasn't there. Did you inherit the car this way? I, I just got the car. 
like a couple weeks ago. Okay, and the problem's been there since day one? Yes. Okay. Um, and do you know the person that you bought it from, or was this just something you purchased this way? Oh, yeah, I know the person I got it from. Okay, can you can you go back and ask them when did the problem happen? Would they know, as it might help the diagnosis? I mean, it could. Okay. It could. You, I think... I think it's done that quite a while for them, too, but I'm not sure. All right. And and because then the next question is, was the car ever in an accident? Did they try to get the problem solved? And if so, what repairs were done? Where, where this is ultimately leading, what we typically look for is we look for condition and correct fluid. This takes very specific power steering fluid for a Benz. And we've got to be sure that what's in there is right. So we'll work on the assumption that it is, but I just want to make sure I state that. So then the next question I've got is, was the vehicle ever in an accident? And then if if a mechanic were to put this up in the air, and I'd start with just disconnecting steering linkage side to side, do the wheels themselves turn and move free? Is there anything binding, bound up, stiff, tight, etc.? All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also... Okay. Go ahead. Uh, wait a minute. I would also take a look at power steering pump output. If there's a way, if, if they have the ability, can they pressure check the pump? Like I said, pumps are common. This doesn't sound like a pump, but it could be a combination of a pump and or a steering rack, which is the mechanism that the pump feeds pressure to to turn the wheels. A pump doesn't know direction. A steering rack does. That's the main steering gear. And it, it could be, it could be that this is headed for a steering gear itself, the steering rack assembly. If you Google power steering rack, you'll get a picture of it and see what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the problem becomes, though, that a, a power steering rack gets to be very expensive for this car. It's almost uh, – um, it, it might exceed what you paid for it. So you want to be sure of what you're doing. And then if you do have to put a rack in the car, you've got to be certain – of, of quality and type. You're going to find out, I think, if you don't know it by now, that owning a Mercedes requires some very specific parts and some very specific repair procedures. So yes. just, just, yeah, it's, yeah, I can tell, but you, you found that out, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, the hard way. I understand. Um, so do you have a mechanic that, that, that works on Mercedes? Um, not locally. Yeah. No, I don't. And that's, 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 that's yeah, that's the problem too. Um, the good news is, though, that if you find somebody that can work on it, they tend to last a good long time, and they are great cars. Uh, they just have to they just have to speak Mercedes, as I say, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, and, um, you know, comes from the fatherland, and he, he, he understands the vehicle, uh, you, you know. But uh, let's start with basics, you know, if we're going to, if you're going to fix this. Um, uh-huh. I, I would say start with basics. Like I said, if you could go back and talk to the person, hey, how long did the problem, how, how long had the problem been happening? You know, was it ever in an accident in the front? Did it? Did anything crop up after that repair? Um, and then talk about, you know, fluid. Think about fluid. Think about having the pump pressure checked. But likely, if the steering suspension doesn't turn out to be an issue where it's not tight or binding, I would start to think about a steering rack as being at fault here. All right? Okay. You guys are awesome. Thanks, Thanks. for your time, Ron. Thanks, Rachel. You're very welcome. You have a good rest of the day. Um, you too. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Um, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I... You know, that first car, maybe that, that, that newer car, yeah, I got a Mercedes. You, and I guess it doesn't matter when you buy it in your life or at what point. You've always got to think about, uh, you know, people come to me and say, hey, I want to buy this, I want to buy that. you got to think about when it's going to break. Uh, if you're buying it new, if you're buying it used, you've always got to think, you know, what are you going to do when it breaks? Who's going to work on it? And, and, and what's that going to cost? Because the brake factor, um, the braking factor will always come into – 
you know play here. It's it's become it becomes part of the the the, the ownership. Um, I, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times, and I'll say it until until I'm not here anymore. A car is a lifestyle, and it just it, it, it kind of comes back to how much how much car, how much lifestyle can you afford, or do you want to afford? Um, so, but in any event, let's uh, get over and talk to Kevin Rockland, New York, 07 Hyundai, in a car that doesn't start. Kevin, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. What's going on? Hey, Ron. How you doing? Uh, I seem to have a uh, problem with my uh, 2007 Hyundai Azera. Uh, it's an intermittent starting problem. Sometimes uh, appears to be uh, like an immobilizer or some kind of electronic. Doesn't seem to be anything mechanical, but it'll just keep turning over. And unless uh, the light on the dashboard shows up that it recognizes the key, the car will not start. Okay, so it's got a, it's 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 having an anti theft event from what you're describing. Is there a it, there should be some sort of a of a a key symbol or something? Um, to signify an anti-theft event on the dashboard, is there is there a light that's normally green that's red when this happens? No, the uh, if the light shows up, it recognizes the key, but it doesn't always uh, show up, and that that is the problem. When you uh, if you don't see the yellow light show up with the key, the car will it'll just turn, but it'll never turn over. Okay, you scan it for codes. No, I did not scan it for codes. All right, codes are the first thing. We're looking for a P1696, which if it is an immobilizer authentication issue, immobilizer authentication fail code is P1696. Um, now, you you should see that under OBD2. I'd be, I would be prepared to do a complete vehicle scan, um, all system okay. modules, just for knowledge's sake, and I would tell you that you should do it relatively soon after the fault occurs. Uh, just so that we don't lose it in history, depending upon how intermittent this is. The the one thing um, I, I could also tell you is if your scan tool has any sort of data stream or, or, or values in it, you can look to see if the scan tool shows learn, invalid, uh, and believe it or not, they use the word virgin. It's it's one or the other, learnt, invalid, or virgin on the on mm-hmm. the scan tool and part of the immobilizer system, and it will it will you know turn up. In other words, what it's saying is. Does the system recognize the key as the right key for the car? Is it really Kevin, or is it some guy trying to steal it? And you know, if, if it if it shows anything but learnt, it's telling you that there's a fault. In, there is a fault in the immobilizer, and it could be anything from uh, the ignition switch to the most common is the ignition key itself. Do you have a second key you can try? I tried. Uh, I have two keys for it, uh, and both keys are very similar. Uh, things happen to it. Okay, when you say very similar. Is is there a little bit of a difference? Is there a matter of frequency of when and how it happens? Or nah, you know what? Uh, you could drive it for three months and you'll never have a problem with it, and then one day you get it, uh, it take you half an hour to start the car. Okay, yeah, we've 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 got to go look at immobilizer data and see if you have any fault codes there, and then start to work on that. All right, uh, that's All that's right. that's where I would begin with this. If you if you're seeing symbols on the dash that indicate to you. Um, right key, wrong key. As you say, the key the key symbol lights up, and then sometimes it doesn't. Now, mm-hmm. keep keep in mind that key, for lack of a better way to put it, is a transmitter. You, you're you're plugging it into the switch, and you're turning it, and it's looking to see, hey, is this really you? Is this the right chip? But that transmitter has to be read by a receiver. All right. Which is which is the transponder itself, and is, is that seeing correct information? And 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 that sort of comes back to the conversation about what does the scan tool say? Does it say All that right. the key value is learned? Is it invalid or is it virgin? Meaning it's new. It it thinks it's the first time it's seeing the key, 
And then it's a question of why does it think it's seeing the key for the first time? Um, but, you know, rather than guess, we've got to go and, you know, we've got to get it scanned. We've got to get it looked at from that perspective. And you recommend uh, and as soon as it happens just to bring it over to somebody. Right. right. Somebody's got to be, and I would, first thing I would do, to be honest with you, is before the problem happens again, if you're going to use mm-hmm. a local mechanic or the dealer, whoever you're going to use, I would get them to scan the car now. What does the information look like today, right now? Print it out. Here it is. Boom. Okay? This is known good. The next time it happens, wow, here's what we're missing. At least you've got something to compare it against. But, yeah, absolutely. As soon as the All problem right, happens good. again. All right, sir? All right. Very good. Thank you for your help. You're very welcome. Good luck. Let me know. Take care. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's coming back right after this. on the wall so you don't forget to call for car advice done right 855-560-9900 now back to ron ron and the car doctor let's uh, go over and talk to corky in iowa corky are you there yes sir i'm here yes sir how can i help you it's a long story bud mm, that's I'm okay a professional drummer for 17 years i was mowing the yard the other day and they pull up with a brand new range rover who who, who pulls up with a brand new range rover was a dealership. Really? I had no awareness or anything. I, he goes, is this 702? I go, yes, sir. I, I say, first of all, I said, hey, dude, this ain't my driveway. You've got the wrong. No, your wife bought it. Okay, she bought it. One of the new Range Rovers. Okay. Okay. But anyway, the manuals, I've been better off to go to a garage sale and buy a used you uh, encyclopedia set. Okay. Can you tell me anything about the Range Rover? Right? I've got an '83 CJ Scrambler Classic Jeep in my garage. Got three thousand miles on it. I've got a 1964 Cheech and Chong van that I work on. It's a six-cylinder. It's it's cool. You know. Then I got a '59 Cushman Eagle scooter with the side chip. You know. Now, these guys. I, so I'm mowing the yard. I come down the driveway. You know where this address is? And I go, yeah, well, that's my house. Well, we're delivering the car. You now, know, I'm trying to read the manual. Yeah, oh, Cork, let me tell you something, babe. And don't take offense, but I knew it was going to be a weird show today because it was a full moon last night. And and yes, it's, yeah, it's like like I get it. Um, you're on information overload, right? You sit in the car, and it's like sitting in the cockpit of an F- F- F-16. You're just yes, like, sir. what are all the buttons and dials and knobs? And did they give you any sort of um, tutorial? Did they sit with you and you know explain how this works and that works, or did they just drop off the car, hand you the keys, and said it's yours? No, sir. Evidently, she done that at the dealership. So, so it's her car, or did she buy the car and she's giving it to you? Is it your car or her car? It's her car. Okay, and you're just talking about in terms of of you know, explaining it to her just for your own knowledge. Yes, sir. I mean, I got a manual there. Like right. the size of a, you know, a telephone book. Sure. Yeah, that's a new car. And that thing's... No, a, I, don't, I don't have any knowledge on that. I, all of a sudden, I go to the oil. It takes nine quarts of oil. Sure. Well, you're not going to work on it. No, but my thoughts are all our kids live in California. All the kids live in California. So if I take off in this Land Rover, 
I get across Nebraska, down through Salt Lake City, all the way in California. If we break down, who's going to work on it? Well, there that is a question, isn't it? And I'm not being yes, a sir. wise guy. It's Listen, to be honest with you, Corky, you're better off not knowing anything. You're better off forming a relationship with either a real good mechanic or or the Range Rover dealership because you got to understand what you've got there. You've got a you've got a real pedigreed thoroughbred. That vehicle is very exact in its demands and very exact in its 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 requirements for maintenance and repair. This is this is you know again. Don't take offense. You've been working on the Wright brothers and and maybe a couple of World War II vintage aircraft. You now have the. Yes, you, you, I got a '59 Cushman Eagle. Right. Size, you you you've now got size, something yeah. that makes the space shuttle look antiquated in your driveway. All right. There's okay. there, there's there's so much computer power on that vehicle and and the way things interact and modules and and it's just. Do you own a Do you own a computer by chance? No, sir. I'm a '76. Yeah, retired professional drummer. Sir. Yeah. I, I don't get involved in the internet. It's such a waste of time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I listen. And here's the sad part, all right? The sad part is that technology is forcing you to either deal with this or just drive older off, cars. Get which, off the boat landing, right? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> and it's it's sad, man. It really is. You know, it's 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 because there's no way anybody could explain that to you. Somebody's going to have to, you know, walk you through it step by step. And this is the conversation. Could you imagine if you had to go buy a new car and this this was the only choice? You, you wouldn't be driving. That's true. And and this is the conversation about how the man's kind of forcing everybody to go into self-driving cars because, you know, hey, Corky, you don't have to worry about driving or pushing any buttons. Just get in the car and talk to it. It'll tell you where you want to go. I got a 74 Winnebago, 440 Chrysler, the heads have been milled, Rushmore headers, five speed over and gear drive. You know, I'm gear masters out of Oklahoma, California. I've been to Canada. I've yeah, and exactly. And, and the problem becomes. I'd be, more, all... I'd be more better off to drive the motor home than this damn thing. Right, exactly. It's very mechanical. That's what you need. Hey, Corky, thank you very much. Good luck to you, babe, and uh, stay in touch. I'm running in the car, doctor. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor here. Welcome back. 855-560-9900. For Corky in Iowa, um, I think that's where that was. That was Iowa. We were we were talking about this, Tom and I, uh, d- during the pause. And, you know, think of the technology that's in that Range Rover. Think of the technology in any car, all right? What I did on my what I did on my summer vacation, I said to Tom. What I did this week, we were we were off. We had a staycation. It was I got to go back to work. I'm exhausted, but we 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 did a lot of you know things that you try to get done during the course of that moment when you have some time. And we went car shopping. We we, we purchased a new Anadian family vehicle. We purchased a new Ford Explorer this week. And I was telling Tom how Monday night coming, the dealership has scheduled a five o'clock appointment with us, you know, to sit down and explain the workings of the car. And Tom said, don't they know who you are? And I said, yeah, but the car is in my wife's name, and I'm not I'm not getting in the middle of this. And he said, why not? And I said, and quite frankly, you ever teach your wife how to drive? Um, you know, it's like, I don't want to explain to my wife how the new car works because I want I want somebody else to explain it to her because and I'm not saying I'm all that knowledgeable 100% on an 18 Explorer because there's a lot of bells and whistles. There's a couple of knobs there that I'm going, what does that symbol mean? Because it gets to be hieroglyphics. Uh, you know, but the point is, it's going to take at least an hour, they said. They said plan at least an hour up to an hour and a half to pick up the vehicle and get your explanation, your tutorial. you got to be kidding me. 
you know, whatever happened to the days of I'm here, write the check and out the door. Uh, it's so there's a lot of technology in new cars. There's a lot of procedures. There's a lot of programming. And, and, and you know, they said it has sync three and we're going to connect the, the phone to the to the you know, to the, to the dashboard and how we get music and uh, it's overwhelming to a point. And then what happens when it stops Um, 15 minutes before show today and the computer has been giving me a problem. My, 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 the, there's a computer here in studio that um, we just use for paperwork and it died and it's been, it's been doing this off and on. It, It goes into this weird reboot and, it's going to get a new computer, but the point becomes, you know, technology, you, you know, when does it fail? You never know. And that's, and that's part of the problem. And we've come to depend upon it in automobiles. So, um, you know, just, I'll let you know how the uh, tutorial goes after Monday. Um, Actually, it's smart that you're doing that because then it's somebody else's problem if it doesn't work. Well, it's, you know, Tom, it becomes, it becomes a case of, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's kind of like they don't let a doctor treat his family, right? If somebody gets sick, it's hard to explain new cars to to you know especially to the wife unit it just doesn't it just doesn't work it's you know you you answer the questions when they ask you don't you don't explain from the beginning it's it's and frankly i'm not 100% on the car i want to get some knowledge out of it too i want to see what they have to say but can, the, the point is can you imagine come pick up your new car it's going to take at least an hour up to an hour and a half for explanation of how everything operates that's the amount of technology and I'm sure it's longer than that. I'm sure, depending upon how computer literate some people are or aren't, um, it could take longer. Poor guy like Corky, the guy doesn't even own a computer. And he's he, he's got more computing power. Think of it like this. Corky has more computing power in the four wheels in that car that's in his driveway than he has in his house. That's crazy. Email. Good afternoon, Ron. I listen to your show every weekend while I mow the lawn for a few years now. Usually catch it on podcasts. I never miss a week. Thanks for all you do to help bring attention to the industry. It changes and the importance, it's changes, I'm sorry, it's changes in the importance of protecting where we are going. I have a question on tires. My wife has a 2012 Chevy Traverse LTZ 20-inch wheels with 82,000 miles on it that need new tires. They're worn low. You used to talk about general tires a lot. I'm looking with my guy at Bridgestone, Firestone, Mastercraft. He can get general but does not work with them often and does not have experience with them. To judge by, he can get me the general tire grabbers. I know there is more than the brand to consider. Specific model detail is important, but when it comes to brand, all other things being equal, do you still recommend General Tires? Yes. Do you talk about them less because their sponsorship expired? Did something change your opinion? Um, this is from who? Justin. Justin, let me speak directly to you, babe. Um, their sponsorship expired, but it doesn't change my opinion. Their sponsorship actually came about because I liked General Tires then, and I like General Tires now. As a matter of fact, um, we 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 seems like we're selling more general tires now um, in the last couple of weeks than we had prior when they were actually sponsoring the show. It just sometimes that's just the way things rotate around. But I still like General Tire. I still think they are a good product. Um, there are quite a few products, quite a few good tire companies out there. General Cooper. Um, I don't think Michelin is what it once was. I still think they are a good company. And I think some of the up and coming. I think Pirelli. Uh, Bridgestone is still there, and Firestone is there. I'm going to say what I always say, uh, Justin, and I'm not sure if you're going to get this. I hope you do. In that, in terms of the email and time, because I see this was this is about a month ago, so I'm I'm neglect. I'm I'm falling behind on my email pile. Um, is that the most important thing to consider about tire replacement, or one of the most important is how current a model are you considering? All right, and I always try to tell people it's kind of like buying 
um, uh, you know, day old bread. Um, it's old. It's you know, it's 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 not the current model. And if you have to, you don't get to it fast enough, it goes stale. You want to make sure that you buy a current model tire. That if a year or a year and a half from now, two years from now, you can still get another one because the way cars are made today, all-wheel drive tire size is critical, and even changing a a, a model. Within a particular tire line, you buy a general tire and it's brand A. I'm sorry, it's model A. And then, you know, a year later, that model A, you need one tire because it needs to be replaced. No longer available and you got to buy model B. Even buying different models within the same manufacturer can show differences in diameter. It becomes a case of, and not to mention wear, all right, because wear, diameter, all that stuff comes into effect. But, um, you know, you want to just be certain, you know, how new of a model is that tire within the line. On a side note, I always try to support the brands that support you. Thank you, Justin. I, re- I really do appreciate that. Knowing that you would not take marketing dollars if the product was less than fit for the purpose. Boy, you guys should see some of the things we turned down. Um, you'd be amazed. And maybe that's why this radio show isn't, uh, maybe it's why it's not better known, if I can say it like that. But, uh, yeah. Ron's not for sale. I'm always curious when your endorsements change, if it's because of your opinion of the product or simply business changes. 99% of the time, Justin, it's it's business changes. Um, and I'll tell you what changes sponsorships more than anything, if we want to talk about the radio and business, as long as we're off the subject of cars for a second, is believe it or not, usually what changes endorsements is somebody new comes into the marketing department, some new whiz-bang guy with a great idea, and he's going to take the company in a different direction. And we've had a few come back as a result of those great guys. Funny how the marketing guy doesn't seem to be with them any longer. And we've had a few that just, um, you know, they, they they come back, they talk to us, and they never pull the trigger again. So uh, that's the business side of this. But um, rest assured, I'm still up here doing my job. I'm trying to bring to you guys, all of you, uh, things that I believe in, things that I use. And uh, that's why when you hear me talk about it, I've either used it most of the times I have or, you know, if it's at all possible, or I've I've worked with it enough that I have faith in it because I'm just trying to, you know, Ron's not for sale. I'm interested in your opinion on my tires. I know you're busy and I appreciate you taking time reading it. Justin, I'm sorry, Madison, Wisconsin, I didn't get to it sooner, but um, that's the deal, kiddo. If you can get generals, they're good. Out of the, out of the three choices you gave me, the Bridgestone, the Firestone and the Mastercraft. I've heard of Mastercraft. I know they're the cheaper generic line for somebody else. I would probably go with the, um, um, again, depending upon models, Bridgestone or Firestone, I would take either one of those two depending upon which tire um, is the more current model in that particular line and also all else being equal, tread wear and traction, which are the markers that you can find on the tire itself. So I hope this gets the adjusting and uh, good luck mowing the lawn. Just think it'll be snowing soon in Wisconsin. You'll be shoveling it instead. Sorry, buddy. I had to bring it up. We should all appreciate the rest of the summer. I'm Ron and Annie in the car doctor, 855-560-9900. And I'm back right after this. Welcome back. We're on Annie and the Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. Let's go over and talk to Dan in Maryland, 03F350. Dan, we talked about this truck before, correct? Yes. This is the no radio, no power window vehicle. Correct. And and I wanted you to scan this, and you're probably going to tell me you have no fault codes. None. Okay. That's good. That's okay. Now, when you scanned it, let me just make sure. You used, you went in specific year, make, model, not just OBD2. OBD2. I'm sorry. That's what I did. Okay. Yeah, that's, and I'm sorry. That's my fault. I, maybe I didn't clarify that enough, but you want to look at OBD2, um, and this is a good good, good lesson here for everybody. Um, OBD2 is an emissions-related fault system, all right? 
So let me ask you, do you think if the radio's not working and the power windows aren't working, is that an emissions problem? Well, I wouldn't think so. Right, exactly. So, and, and here's a classic example of that. This is the difference, okay? OBD2 information is specifically geared towards emissions. Power windows, radio, manufacturer fault. So you need you need to go in with a scan tool that will read manufacturer-specific information. And I apologize. I don't recall saying that last week. Um, actually, no, that's okay. I'd like to try that. So. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that's what you want to see. But let me – you got a pencil and a piece of paper? I'm writing. Yes, okay. sir. Um, because I wanted to I, – I actually printed out a sheet for you because I was expecting an email from you. Um, and if you send me the email, I, I will send you this. But I, I printed out something um, with regard – I did some research on this, and I went back through notes, and uh, I found a couple of pattern failures in the database. Um, probably the easiest place to start, if, 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 if this is a case the cluster is, is not working and the radio and the power windows don't work, I just wanted – did we talk about fuses last week or the last time we spoke? No, we didn't. Okay, central junction box, which is the one inside the vehicle. Right. Take a look at fuses 33, 45, 35, and 41. Okay, got and, it. And, and respectively, those are a 15 amp, a 10 amp, a 10 amp, and a 10 amp. So the first one's okay. a 15 amp, the rest of them are 10. And you want to look to see, do you have voltage on both sides of the fuses? Of course, but, yes, sir. But, but but watch this, all right? Um, you, you know, try wiggling them around, and you know, do you still have do you still okay. have the voltage? What I have seen Fords in particular do is they will actually put a little burn mark. You know, depending upon the current flow, they will put a little burn mark right on the spade part of the fuse, and it okay. it, it acts as resistance. It's a burn spot, right? Sure. And it'll it'll cause all sorts of erratic. I had a uh, I think it was a, a thir- 12 or, no, I'm sorry, a 10, a 10 F-150 pickup with a fuel pump problem, and wasn't the pump, wasn't anything related. It was the fuse itself that fed the circuit had a burnt contact in the box. I see. All right. Now, it got down to the point where I could wiggle the fuse and make the voltage fluctuate, and I said, all right, I don't normally like to just randomly start pulling fuses because I'm concerned about memory resets and losses of, of, of things elsewhere. So, but in this case, I had no choice. Key off, pop a fuse one at a time. Just look at the spades. Just, you know, real quick. Okay, good. Put it back in, and then one at a time go through the list. Um, the rest of it Great. you'll see in this conversation. It talks about checking a couple of grounds, one behind the instrument cluster, uh, one at the back of the um, uh, uh, firewall, I believe it's going to say. Um, and the left-hand kick panel, but you're going to have to dig up and find out where those two particular grounds go. I don't want to take you on that trip here on air. Send me an email, ron at cardoctorshow.com. I'll have these converted to PDF, and I'll have all this sent out to you right away. Fantastic. All right, Thank sir. you, sir. You're very welcome. You take good care. Let us know what happens. All righty. Yes, sir. Let's get on over talk to Paul Westport. Uh, no, I'll tell you what. Let's pull over and take a pause. I didn't realize the time. I apologize. Let me uh, go over and pull over and take this pause. When I return, we'll go to Paul up in Westport, Maine, uh, right after this. Don't go away. Well, this car is automatic. It's systematic. It's hydromatic. Why, it's greased lightning. Hey, welcome back. We're on the name of the car doctor. Let's get over and talk to Paul. That's Westport, Mass. I apologize. Um, I would get my Mass in Maine. You know, they both begin with M. Oh, well, that's, uh, yeah. that's all right. Maine, Maine's cool, too. Right? Yeah, I, I dig it, man. <laughs> so what's going on, Paul? 
Um, I got a 2015 Ford Escape, and I've been told when you replace the battery, the starting battery, I was told two different things. One person told me that you have to go in with a scan tool and reset the battery life monitor. And then another person told me that after you put the battery in, you leave the car undisturbed for like eight to ten hours, and it will relearn by itself. Mm, well, it sounds like an ASE test. Who's right, mechanic A, mechanic B, or both? Um, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna say actually D, neither, because well, the first guy's probably the closest. I like the idea about resetting the BLM battery life monitor uh-huh. because that's what you have to do on Ford products. You have to you do have to use a scan tool and you do have to educate it and tell the computer, hey, I changed the battery and, and, and let it get used to that and it does affect charge rate. But the second comment about eight to ten hours, nah, that's not can you imagine? Right? Hey, bring the car into the shop on Monday. I'll see you Tuesday. We're gonna put a battery in it. Um, yeah. maybe someday, but we're not there yet. So what you do need to do is um op- through the OBD two port, the little connector under the dash um, uh, by the steering wheel is use a, a battery uh, a battery saver a memory saver so you know if you're going to do this that's clearly a reason to have one of those tools um you know right. it, it being a motorcraft battery you own the car since new paul um pretty much it, it had like fourteen thousand miles on it when okay I got it. it's probably yeah, the it original motorcraft battery in there that you purchased new i'm yes, assuming it it's the same battery yeah. Just you know, to give you a peace of mind, and you know, first we'll have the first we'll have the the here's what I think we'll have the brother-in-law conversation because they always seem to know more than anybody. In that, if a brother-in-law said to me, "Hey, my your motorcraft battery is good for probably four to five years," I would tend to agree with that. The motorcraft batteries are pretty tough; they seem to last a good long time. Um, that being said, the mechanic in me will say to you, after the third going on fourth winter, I am going to start doing a battery load test at least twice a year. Uh, which is really becoming part of and parcel of that oil change service. And, you know, that's, it's, I had a conversation this morning um, uh, with someone I was at the, I was at the local Ford dealer making arrangements for the wife's new ride. And I had ordered a few things from the parts department. I was talking to a young man who worked at the local Firestone and we were having a conversation. I I looked like a civilian. I wasn't wearing my work clothes. And, um, you know, he's explaining to me how they're surviving now doing oil changes and quick and fast. And, you know, I was trying to explain to him, did you ever think that maybe doing battery tests during the course of those oil changes might be part of the process? And I really kind of got his wheels spinning. So um, things are going to change. They're going to change very quickly in the coming years. And um, that's the procedure. Paul, thank you. Until the next time, everybody, I'm Ron Annie in the car, Doctor. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See you.